0: Hey, family, this is Javera Fitzbogle, and I am the creative director of the Detox Movement Global Ministries. And this is our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today. We hope that it blesses you. We hope that it challenges you. And we hope that it encourages you to see that God is moving in your life. So come grow with us and enjoy the message. Amen. Amen. Welcome, guys. Welcome. If you're just hopping in right now. Awesome. Welcome. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Y'all, let's give Jesus a round of applause, man. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Let's give Jesus a round of applause. God is so good, man. It doesn't matter what happens. God is faithful. We serve a holy and righteous God. Yo, I just want to say thank you to every single person that comes out here on a weekly basis to spend time with us. Y'all are amazing. Listen, if you're hopping in for the first time, no matter what platform you're on, if you're on Facebook, if you're on YouTube, if you're on Instagram, put in the comment section how you are doing today. I want one word or one emoji to explain how you're feeling. Put it in the comment section. I want to see how everybody's doing today, man. We're about to dive into God's word. Oh, we got smiley faces. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, we got the, oh, Armstrong, I see you, I see you. Man, wonderful, who's that? Oh, I see you, girl. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're joining MV, welcome. Aaliyah, welcome. Hopping in right now, welcome. We got some smiley faces over here. Welcome, y'all. Listen, God is moving, man. If there was one thing, I know it is this. God is faithful. He will never allow you to go through anything that will overtake you. Now, some people think that sometimes God will never allow you to take on more than you can handle. But here's the honest truth. Sometimes God will allow you to take on more than you can handle. Sometimes God will allow you to take on more than you can handle because he wants to do something supernatural in you that is beyond the capacity of who you are. Yo, I'm starting already. God wants to do something so big in your life that it's already bigger than where you currently are. And sometimes God has to take us from one level of glory, one place of glory to the next by putting something in front of us that's seemingly bigger. But we have to posture ourselves to get to the place where God is. Listen, we have been diving into this amazing series that we are calling Make Me. And if y'all don't already know this, man, Make Me has been transforming our perspective. It's been giving us insight to see things that we were not otherwise able to see before. That God wants to make us into something or make us to be something or someone, but God will never force you. He will never make you be anything. God wants to make you, but he will never make you. And so the idea of standing around being made by God is to understand that there is a posture that we have to take on ourselves, which is the idea of saying, God, here I am. Use me. God, here I am. Make me. And what I'm believing today is that God wants to make each and every single one of us into the great man or woman of God that he has designed us to be so this series entitled make me has been built upon the idea of being made in christ the bible says that when we come to jesus that we become new in christ jesus that we are made new in christ jesus and so we talked about the idea of being being made new and how God wants to make us new. But in order for him to make us new, we have to make the decision to allow ourselves to be made by God. So we started off this whole series talking about a lack of confidence and how God wants to make us, but he'll never make us. God, make me sure because I lack sureness. I lack confidence. I lack knowing that God is doing what he's called me to do. But Father, I just need to know, now, we jumped into this idea of being made light because being light is to understand who we are in Christ Jesus. If you do not understand who you are in Christ, you will miss the trajectory that God is trying to aim you at, which is to be more like him. The Bible says that we must be doers of the world, not only hearers, be ye doers of the word. Why? Because as we do and we take things that we hear on Monday night Bible study, that God takes us from one level of glory to the next. Why? By hearing. And hearing produces an avenue that we like to call works. The Bible says faith without works is dead. Why is it dead? because you have to hear and then you have to do. And when you do, you have to apply it to your life. And what application does for you is this. It puts you in a place where God can see you, not based on your words, but based on your action. We talked about being made sure. And we dive into this teaching entitled, God make me light. And then we stretch forward into this understanding that yes, we need to be made new, but God help us to make room. Because when God makes room, then we invite us into a place where there's space for God to move. You see, a lot of people have this idea that God wants to function amongst the clutter in your life. I got some news for you. God doesn't want to function amongst the clutter. But God wants to remove the clutter so that you could see clearly. God doesn't want to be in place amongst the things in your life, but He wants to come in with the messy interior and He wants to make room so that He can do what He's called you to do. Question is, yo, what is God calling you to do? We jumped from God make room in us, thinking that this series was going to be over sometime today. But I got news for you. We're going to have a couple more weeks of make me because the Lord has been dealing with me. And then last week, we talked about a teaching entitled, God, Make Me Fruitful. Now, if you was here for that message, we understood or you pulled from this, 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 this teaching that, yes, God wants to make us, but he'll never force us. He wants to make us, but we have to understand who we are. He wants to make us, but then we have to know what's on the inside of us for us to get to this place to where we understand that we were fruitful. We had to understand that there was a process involved, that we had to go through root form and tree form before we can get to fruit form. So as I was praying, I was seeking God in private. The Lord began to deal with me and he said, yo, Javert, listen, man, you spent all this time talking about fruit, but there's something deeper I want to do in you. And that as my people come to hear this word, I want you to tell them that there's something deeper to do than just the fruit that we eat. Today, we're going to be talking about a teaching entitled, Make Me Seedful. Make Me Seedful. Because what a lot of us have in our minds is that it's easy to be fruitful because all we got to do is be the fruit that God called us to be. But every fruit starts off with a seed. And the moment that you acknowledge That seed is necessary to produce fruit. Now you have a starting place. So if you have your Bibles, now if you don't, that's cool, you know what I'm saying, pull out the iPhones or whatever, go on Google, all that good stuff. So we got different chat hosts in different areas, but they can help you get any type of resource that you need. But what I need for you guys to do today is I need for you to pull out your Bible and turn with me to Genesis chapter one verse 11 and 12. Genesis chapter 1, verses 11 to 12. And so the Bible says here now in Genesis 1, 11 and 12, it says, and God said, let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yield seed, and fruit trees bearing fruit, in which is their seed, each according to its kind, on the earth, and it was so." verse 12, the earth, brought forth vegetation plants yielding seeds according to their own kind and the trees bearing fruit in which their seed was produced each according to his own kind and God saw that it was good and God saw that it was good Genesis chapter 1 verse 29 says this it says and God said behold I have given you every plant yielding seed mm. That is, on the face of the earth, and every tree with seed in its fruit shall have them for food. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God, for today. Because we know that today is the day that the Lord has made. So we will find reasons to rejoice and reasons to be glad in it. Father, we will bless your holy name. Father, we thank you, God, for the opportunity to come in here today and to share the word of God. Father, I pray that this word will find the soil of people's ears and germinate on the inside of them and produce good fruit. Father, we thank you, God. We praise you for what you're about to do. In Jesus name. Amen. So let's talk about it. Make me seed full. I think that we all have to start by looking at a few things. Yes, y'all know what seeds are. Seeds ultimately are the bottom or they are the root of something that God produces. Seeds are always present. Y'all check this out. I was on the phone with my family. I was talking to my pops and I was like, yo, dad, like, what's good? He's like, what's good, my boy? And I said, chilling, I got a question for you. He goes, what's up? I said, man, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Now let's, let's, let's stay there for a second. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Somebody th- throw out. What came first? The chicken. The chicken. He said the chicken. What came first? I said the egg. He said the egg. Come with, we, 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 yo, what do you think? The chicken or the egg came first? Put in the comments what. We'll say, what came first? The chicken or the egg? Because I'm telling you right now, man, I spent some time thinking about this. I spent some time reading this. And I was like, Lord Jesus, I don't really know what comes first. Does the chicken come first or does the egg come first? Why was this stuck with me? Because as I began to look at chickens and eggs, I had to ask myself this question, God, what came first? And as I began to seek the Lord, and I asked him, real, something, real simple, real simple stuff, right? The Lord's just like, listen, none of that matters. I said, why, Sway? And I was like, why, God? He said, because I'm the creator of everything. Some people think the chicken came first. Oh, and they say, well, you can't have a chicken without the egg. Another says you can't have an egg without the chicken. And so they look at this idea of one that has to produce the next. But it kind of looks like a circle. Doesn't it look like a circle? How one thing goes to the next thing and the next thing goes to the next. But we can't find the origin of what it is. Y'all, listen to what I wrote down here. It says, a circle has no beginning and it has no end. But every circle is creation. And all creation came from somewhere. Sometimes it does not matter where the beginning of something starts or where the end of something is found. But we have to understand that sometimes everything comes from somewhere, even if you can't explain it. The chicken produces the egg. The egg produces the chicken, but God created the chicken. So where did the egg come from? Everything starts with the seed. God didn't say, oh, now let me make this egg real quick, boy. Let me make this egg real quick, boy. Let me look I'll make this egg and this egg is going to spontaneously turn into a chicken. No, 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 God made chickens, but but he didn't make them eggs. So where did chickens come from? The Bible says that when God spoke, he spoke and it existed. So when God speaks something into existence, it becomes what he called it. God said, let there be, and then there was. So where does the seed come from? The seed always existed. You might see trees down the street. You might got trees outside the crib. You might got some sort of fruit or vegetation. We got plants in here. They fall plants, but we got them. The idea behind plants is that every single plant came from a seed. When God created, he created seed and he created thing. Watch this. The Bible says that when God created man, what? He created him from where? The dust of the earth. What is dust? Dust is seed because that is where seed comes from. That is where life is birthed out of. When God created man, when God created trees, when God created animals, when anything that has a life comes from a seed, anything created comes from a seed. Y'all stay with me. Stay with me. I want you to turn with me to Genesis chapter eight, verse 22, Genesis chapter eight, verse 22. Because when talking about this idea of seeds, it is so important for us to to wrap ourselves around the idea that, well, maybe I don't know if the chicken came first. I don't know if the egg came first, but maybe it's not about what came first, second or third. Maybe it's not about uh, how do I say that it's not about the beginning of a thing or the end of a thing, but maybe it's more about placement and positioning. You see, God created. And when God created, he created whatever he chose chose to create, and he put it in place. And when he put it in place, right, we call that placement, then came position. Mm, Stay with me. The chicken had no idea what was going on. Boy, let me tell you, he had no idea. But he was created, and he was placed. And as he was placed, the egg was then positioned. So, when we talk about seed and understanding progression, we have to wrap our minds around the idea that God will create in placement and position. Every seed functions in placement and position. This is why seeds can't grow everywhere, boo. They can't grow everywhere. This is why seeds can't grow in every type of ground. This is why seeds can't grow in every type of environment. They can't do that specifically because they function in placement. And positioning. Genesis chapter 8 verse 22. It says this, it says, now while the earth remains seed time and harvest. Tonight we are going to be talking about seed time. Why? Because it's seed time. Seeds are built around three main areas of focus. If you're taking notes, write this down. The first area of focus is the field. I'll write this down. The field matters. The field matters. Not only does the field matters, the second thing that is constructed, this idea of a seed is the seed itself. Someone write this down. The seed matters. The seed matters. Why does the seed matter? Why does the uh, the field matter? It matters because it's relevant to the production of a seed. Watch this. The third thing, write this down if you're taking notes. The water matters. Woo! Yo, listen, we're going to go so deep tonight. The field matters, the seed matters, and the water matters. You cannot have fruit from the seed without the field. And you cannot have the fruit if you cannot have the fruit if the seed is not present. And you cannot produce fruit unless you give water to the seed. I'm going to say it again. You cannot have fruit from the seed without a field. And you cannot have fruit if the seed is not present. And you cannot produce fruit unless you give water to the seed. The seed has prerequisites. Everything in your life that God has strategically made has a prerequisite. It has a prerequisite to become what it was made to become. And if you are not following the prerequisites of what and who God has called you to be, you will always fall short of the glory that God has on the inside of you. Some of you are going through a really tough season of your life. You're going through a really hard season of your life. Some of you call it that type where it's not seed time, it's not quite harvest, but you like, it's somewhere in between. You're like, whoa, I don't know what to do. But here's the thing, here's the thing. There was a time for everything. There's even a time for the process. If you're not allowing yourself to be processed in God, you're gonna miss the trajectory of where God wants to take you. The field matters, the seed matters, and the water matters. In Isaiah 32, verse 15, let's talk about the field. It says this. It says, until the spirit is poured upon us from on high, the wilderness will become a fruitful field, and the fruitful field is deemed a forest. Let's talk about it. First segment says, until the spirit is poured, out, is poured upon us from high. Why is it poured out on high? Something needs to be poured in, for, in terms for anything else to grow. The Bible says, and we talked about this last week, Paul has planted, Apollos has watered, but God gives the increase. We know that planting and watering go simultaneously together. You cannot have one without the other. I have never seen a farmer plant seed and not water. Unless he dumb, though. Unless he dumb, though. Because if he dumb, then you know what I'm saying? God bless him. Uh, Wow. But the idea behind it is to capture the idea, the fact that you have to have a place and it comes down from heaven, why? It comes down from above, why? Because everything planted comes down. Everything planted comes down. When someone goes to plant seed, he goes down into the ground. He goes down from above. It's such a powerful idea to grasp ourselves around the idea, the fact that God came down to plant something in us. What did he plant? He planted the Holy Spirit in us. The Bible says that when you come to Christ, you become a new creation, a new creature. And the newness of who you are now has the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. John chapter 14 says the Spirit of God lives on the inside of you. Why? Because it was planted. Belief is the prerequisite for being planted in Christ. Belief is the prerequisite for being planted in Christ. Because when you're planted in Christ, you have belief. And when you believe, you become planted. The belief is the prerequisite. Every seed has prerequisites. So the idea that something is happening from above, it says until the spirit is poured out from on high. Why the spirit? The spirit is poured to give you spiritual things. This is why Galatians 5 and 22 talks about the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, meekness. It talks about all these things. Why? Because these are fruits of the spirit that come to you from on high when a seed is planted. Now, I want to just draw the line real quick. I'm going to come for somebody who I know somebody's thinking this in their mind. You cannot produce fruit by your own merit. And if you think you can produce fruit by your own merit, you're going to miss the idea of being planted. You see, planted and watering is a prerequisite for God then to step in and say there is a seed planted, a seed water. Now watch me do what I do. You see, some of us are out here thinking, "Oh, you know what? I'm a plant here. I'm a water here. I'm gonna come up and woe like this. I'm gonna run it back. I'm be good. I'm gonna produce something." And then God's just like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait! Growth doesn't come from you. Growth comes from me. So we have to wrap ourselves around the idea that there ain't nothing we can do, but there's still something we have to do. Faith comes by hearing." Mm. Hearing is a form of planting. Mm. You're hearing the word and it's being planted in your spirit. Mm. Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God so that a time may come, which is seed time and harvest, that what you heard will come up to your remembrance. The Bible says that when you don't know what to say, my boy, when you don't know what to do, my sister, the Holy Spirit will speak out of you. Why does it speak out of you and say things you didn't even know were there? Because it was planted before. 2 Timothy 2.15 says to study and show yourself approved. Why do you study? Studying is a form of planting. Some of y'all got to identify what your form of planting is. And you need to find yourself in the seat of God. Get rooted in who you are in Christ Jesus and allow your seed to produce. Y'all stay with me. He says here, until the spirit is poured out upon us and the wilderness becomes a fruitful field. Wow, why fruitful field? It becomes a fruitful field because the field was not fruitful until something happened. Something has to be planted. Something needs to be watered so that God can give the increase. And when God gives the increase, this wilderness that some of y'all think the wilderness is a bad thing. The the wilderness in itself is not a bad thing. The wilderness is not good. It's not bad. The wilderness is something you just got to go through. Some of y'all don't notice, like you just gotta go through. It's a wilderness because y'all gotta go through it. You go through it because it's the wilderness. You go through it to identify. Every seed has to go through a wilderness. Every seed. What is the wilderness? It's the seed figuring out who it is and what it was called to be. Y'all stay with me. And the fruitful field is deemed a forest. Which naturally then becomes a luscious place. The wilderness, when we talk about wilderness, comes from the, the Hebrew word midbar or midbar, midbar, you know what I'm saying? One of the two. It's called midbar. And what it means is a posture or field. We're talking about this idea of being in a place that's called a wilderness. And some of us don't realize this is just a place for you to be planted. A wilderness is the place for you to be planted. Because if you're planted in the wilderness, mm, if you're planted where God wants you to be, mm, it doesn't matter what you go through. It don't matter if it's hell or high water. You will become what the Bible says is steadfast, unmovable, and forever bounding in the works of God. Being steadfast in Christ matters. Steadfastness is a form of being planted. When you are planted, you are steadfast. You are unmovable. Don't seeds get planted and they stay still? what does it mean for you to be planted in christ i so stay with me we're going somewhere look at genesis chapter 1 and verse 11 let's talk about the seed we talked about the field let's talk about the seed it says now in genesis chapter 1 verse 11 and god said let the earth sprout vegetation plants yielding seed, and fruit trees bearing fruit in which is their seed each according to its kind on the earth, and it was so. Let's talk about this. Y'all like fruits. This ain't what you think it is. I am hungry. We are 21 days of fasting. God bless them. We got this fruit here. I want y'all to see what we're about to produce. Because the thing about fruits and the thing about seeds, we talked about this in week one, they're indicators. They're indicators that God is doing something, that God has done something, and that there is something about to be produced. And so the Bible says, let the earth sprout vegetation and the plants Yielding their seed. Why the plants yielding their seed? The plants yield their seed is because seed comes from plants. It doesn't come from fruit. Seed comes from plants. But fruits carry the seed that came from the plant. Y'all stay with me. Stay with me here. So we're talking about the planting of a seed. And the fruit which bears to the seed. Each according of its kind. And what this scripture means is that every seed that is an apple seed must become an apple fruit because it's bearing of its own kind. When you open the seed of an apple, for example, tell me what y'all see. Do y'all see it? Can y'all see it? Y'all can see it, right? This is one segment. We all got some. They all got some. Why is it that when you open an apple by itself, seeds come out on the inside? This is primarily because apple fruit, or any type of fruit, contains multiple seeds. Not one seed, which would make sense, right? You had one seed, but but watch this. When a seed is planted, one seed is planted, it produces many fruit some of us think that if you plant one seed you should get one fruit in return but this is not the way the kingdom works you see we're talking about kingdom math here right in the kingdom when one seed grows into a tree it produces many fruit carrying many seeds write this down every single seed produces many fruit And many fruit carry many seeds. What does this mean? This means that whoever God has called you to be as the seed that he made you, that it is designed to do more than produce one thing. You were created to produce more than one thing. You were built not just to produce one apple, but to produce one apple that will give you access to multiple apple seeds. So that then you can take one seed and put, and do what? Watch this. Produce multiple apple trees. Some of y'all are trying to be fruit. Oh, I want to be fruitful in my life. But God's like, but I want to make you tree full. You're full of trees. You're not just full of fruit. God made you to be filled with seeds. The reason why you're filled with seeds it's because there are many things more for you to do. What do you do with seeds? You plant them. So if one apple has one, two, three, four, five, six seeds, that's not six fruits. That's six more trees that produce six more sets of fruits. Some people are so stuck and I just want to be an Instagram model. Oh, I just want to go on, on Snapchat and snap my life away and get paid off with the social media ads. Some people are like, oh, man, I just want to be a nurse. Oh, I just want to go out there and make my own business and produce. But God is saying, listen, 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 baby. I have given you skills, gifts, aptitudes, talents. I've given you so many things to produce. But if you don't take what I've given you, you become the man like one talent, one seed planted and buried, excuse me, and not used to multiply. It is not about how many seeds, because if I cut open another apple, it'll be a different quantity of seeds. The same tree, the same apple, different sets of seeds. So you and me are not the same. You and me are not the same. You and me are not the same, but God created us with multiple things. Man, I'm not good at nothing. Yes, you are. God has gifted you with multiple things. Skills, talents, aptitude, dreams, things you have yet to discover. Why? Because they're still in a place that needs to go. Y'all stay with me. We're running out of time. Stay with me. Let's talk about this. Now, I want you to ask yourself that question, how many seeds is one of your fruit producing? Ask yourself that. One seed, how many fruits is it producing? Is it producing everything that you need or is it producing everything that you want? Watch this. Everything you need is actually more than what you want. Because what you want satisfies what you think is enough. But what you need satisfies what God wants to do in your life. He gives you multiple seeds beyond your capacity not to fill a want, but to fill a need. Somebody is listening under the sound of my voice that thinks they are not good at nothing, but God has given you multiple seeds. He's given you multiple seeds. He's given you multiple seeds. Not just for you to have multiple fruit, but to plant multiple trees. Some of you may never see the fruit of the things you planted, but you planted them. Some of you might never see the fruit of the things that you're looking for, but you planted them. Some of you are waiting for a financial return. You don't know when it's coming, but you planted, though. And to those who didn't plant, let this be a wake-up call that it's time to plant. Let's talk about the water. So we have the field. We have the seed. Now we have the water. In Leviticus chapter 11, verse 38. Go there with me. Leviticus chapter 11, verse 38. It says this. It says, but if water is put on the seed and any part of the carcasses fall off, it is unclean to you. I'm gonna read that again. We will talk about this. But if the water is put on the seed, and any part of their carcasses falls off on it, then it is unclean to you. Now in this particular passage of scripture, what's going on is is being illustrated that when you take a carcass or a dead body or any type of meat, and you put it in a bag with some seeds, the the seed itself is still clean. It's still clean. But if, if the carcass is wet, or if the seeds are wet and you take a carcass or a dead body and you put it into a bag or a place with the other seeds, the seeds become unclean. Why is that? Let's talk about it. Y'all write this down. you take taking notes, write this down because the seed is built out of three primary components. Y'all stay with me. The seed is built out of three primary components. You have the outer, you have the inner, and then you have the middle. You have the outer shell, You have the embryo inside, and you have something that I like to call the egg. It's a great analogy, stay with me. In the first segment, let's talk about the outer shell. The outer shell of a seed, the outer shell of a seed, I got some seeds here. If you're from the Caribbean, you West Indian, you feel me? I got some seed here for you, boy. I got some ackee seeds. Now, y'all know, these are rare. Don't be hitting me up. Don't be sending stuff to our PO box. you trying to get these seeds. You know what I'm saying? I got my benefactor and we got our seeds here. These are some ackee seeds. If you can see them, these are Aki seeds. Ackee seeds. In these ackee seeds, you have a coat. And the coat or this black area that y'all can see on the seed represents the seed coat. The seed coat is literally designed Mm, this is so powerful. It's designed to protect the seed, number one. It protects it from the environmental impurities, the things of life. It protects it, right? What else does the seed do? The seed also functions as a chemical responder. It has chemicals on the outside. Every seed has this. It has chemicals on the outside of it that responds to two primary things, water and nutrients. Every seed responds to water and nutrients. Why is that? Because the seed lets you know what environment it is in. See, some people don't realize they're planting their seeds everywhere. And God's like, hold on, hold on, my boy. Hold on, my girl. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I ain't meant for you to be put any in anywhere because this scripture is telling us it's saying, yo, if a carcass, meaning a dry place, It's planted amongst seed. It's still good because it's dry. It's like me holding it in my hands. But the moment the seed becomes wet and you put the seed in some water, you know what I'm saying? Y'all probably, I'm trying me here. And you put this seed in water, this seed no longer, no longer is clean because the chemicals inside the seed are saying, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a second, we're not in any normal type of space. We're in water now. We're in water now. And the reason this is so important is because it tells the seed when it's time to activate. So this idea of being in seed form requires activation. When you're in seed form, you have to be activated. Y'all stay with me, I'm going somewhere. We talk about the outer shell, the outer shell, which is seed, the seed coat. Then we have the inward parts, which is the vast majority of the seed. Y'all call it like 90% of the seed. If y'all can see it, 90% of the seed. 90% of the seed is the embryo. They call it the embryo specifically because this is the portion of the seed or how do I say it, I have this backwards here, not the embryo. The endosperm. Yo, I took this in class, yo. I got it, I promise you, I took this in class. Yo, stay with me. It's called the endosperm. It is a large portion of the seed, and this portion of the seed that produces carries the nutrients of the seed. Seeds require nutrients. And so the outside of the seed tells you: hey, 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 we're near water and we're near nutrients. So what we're going to do is we're going to germinate into the place that we're in. This is so good. Just so that we can then begin to produce. And what the seed does is it eats the majority of the endosperm first because it's nutrient to the seed. Where where you place your seed matters. It matters. Because what is it that's activating your seed? What is it? That's activating your seed. Some of you, sex activated your seed. Oh, yeah, 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 I'm coming for next tonight. Some of you, sex activated your seed. Now you can't stop sleeping around, my guy. My girl, you can't stop sleeping around. You know why? Because sex activated your seed. And it responded to something. Oh, yeah, it was wet. You was having wet sex. Yes, you were. It was wet. Why, why is that so? This is so important because we have to wrap our minds around the idea that some things activate you. And the problem with a lot of us today is there are some things that are activating us that we're now eating from today. Y'all eating some nasty fruit because you've been activated. We talked about this in, in, in last week and we said, well, what is it now when you produce bad fruit? This is what it's like when you're activated from bad things. talking about the endosperm. There was another component of the seed. We're getting close to the end. Y'all stay with me, this is so important. There's another portion of the seed, y'all can see it. It's this brown segment right here. Y'all see it, it's brown. Y'all see this little brown segment right here? Y'all see it, it's brown. This brown segment is called the embryo. I got this right, y'all Google it. Y'all check me on the, check me on the replay, it, it, this is the embryo. This is essentially is like the egg. This is the portion of the seed that tells you the genetic makeup of what this is. We know this is an Aki seed because it has an Aki embryo. And this embryo tells it who it's supposed to be. And some of us are in a place or a season in our lives where we're looking at the substance of who God made us to be, we're looking at the genes on who we're made to be and we're switching because we have yet to see the fruit of who God called us to be. One thing we cannot do is forfeit the process because we don't know what's on the other side of the metamorphosis. Some of us are in this stage. We talked about this week one, you're in seed form. And God wants to do something amazing with you, but he wants you to understand today, not just the makeup of a seed, but just like this is the coat of a seed. And then we have the genes of the seed and then we have the protein of the seed. Mm, This is so powerful. The coat represents covering. Mm. The genes represent purpose Mm. and the protein represents substance. See, see, what some of you don't realize is that God made us just like the seed that we are. He made us to function in covering in purpose with the substance that he made us with. And what a lot of us are getting to a place in our lives and we have no idea what we're doing. We're like this orange, this orange fruit here. We have covering on the outside. And so much value on the inside, but it's not until you remove the coat that you're finally able to see, wait a second, there's something beneath it. And so we remove the coat and then all of a sudden we see the substance. I know I'm making somebody hungry. We're fasting out here. And when you look inside and you see the substance that God created you for, created you with, created you to have, the things that makes you who you are, the substance that builds you up, the juicy nectar on the inside of you, the part of you that makes you valuable and sweet, the portion of you that carries the water that was used to water you, the portion of you that carries every single seed on the inside of you, that very, very thing is the thing that makes you who you are. And some of us are in a place where we're forfeiting who we're created to be because we have not seen where God is taking us to. No fruit, excuse me, no seed knows that it's becoming a fruit. It just knows that it's changing. Some of you seem to start worrying about where God's taking you, who God's making you to be. But to understand that God has made you to be something and he gave you evidence in the form of a seed. Your seed is evidence that God is producing. Mm. But some of you need to get out of this place and this mindset that I'm okay where I am when God's like, I need you in soil because your seed will not activate to just anything, but it will activate to almost everything. Be careful of what you allow yourself to be activated to, but open yourself to what God wants you to be activated from. God put water out there. He put water to activate you. Paul has planted. Apollos has watered. But God gives the increase. Talking about the coat, the covering, the substance, the purpose. If you're taking notes, I'm going to read this and I want you to write this down. Being seed full or seed filled has less to do with being seed filled, but more to do with being identifying the value of what's on the inside of you. The only way you can be filled with seeds is to, be, is to become the one who made you to be. So if God made you to be apples, then you have to become by allowing God to activate you so that you can go through the process that he has for you not avoiding the wilderness, not avoiding the adversity, not avoiding the struggle. God has you where he wants you. The question is, will you stay rooted long enough for him to activate what's on the inside of you? A fruit is filled because it's filled with substance and it's designed for purpose and it's covered until it's appointed time. Some of us here today are in a space where we're not willing to wait so we take off the covering that God has made for us. And when you take off the covering that God made for you, you put yourself in a position to miss the element that God is bringing into your life. Y'all stay with me on this point. Jesus became the seed and planted himself in the ground So that he could activate you and me today. I want to come here today and I want to share this with you guys. as I'm bringing this to a close. That I want each and every person listening under the sound of my voice to understand this one thing. God made you to become fruitful. But you cannot become fruitful until you are seedful. And when you are seedful, it means that you have to recognize that you are valuable with substance, that you are genetically made with purpose, and God has covered you until it's time for you to grow. Some of y'all don't want to grow, you're not willing to wait, but I've come here today to tell you that God is still waiting. And to those that might be in this season where you are growing, God is still growing. Don't think because you made it to fruit that that's the end. There's still more to plant. Even though Paul planted, I think maybe Paul was planted first. And as Paul was planted himself, he then did the planting. And because he planted, now someone else can reap the benefit. So I want you guys to really pull from this idea today that there is more for you. And even if you aren't in the place where you feel or think that you should be, that God has a strategy in place for you to restore unto you the joy of your salvation, to bring back the covering that is over your life, to restore the genetic makeup filled with purpose. God still has many things in store for you. That God is still going to do exceedingly and abundantly in this season of your life. That as you are planted now, God has a harvest coming. I'm believing that each and every single person listening under the sound of my voice, that God is beginning to uproot the negative seeds in your life, that he's taking out the seeds of lust. He's taking out the seeds of perversion. He's taking out the seeds of pride. He's taking out the seeds of greed, of guilt, of gluttony, of the things that make you not like him. And he's now replacing it with seeds of the spirit, love, joy, peace, Meekness, kindness, God is producing. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this moment. Because God, we realize that this moment is producing even when we can't see it. And just like a caterpillar does not know what he's becoming, Father, keep us in the place of our covering so that we can become in due season and spread our wings for your glory. Father, we thank you, God, for what you're producing in the lives of us and those around us. I pray, God, that you would continue that good work that you started in us and bring it to completion in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for all the seeds that are still budding, the seeds that are still growing. And I thank you, Father, because it's going to produce much fruit that will give back to others. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. And if there is any person here today that does not know this Jesus that we talk so passionately about, I want to give you an opportunity to experience him for yourself. I want to pray for you. I want to pray that you would receive Christ as your Lord and Savior and that he would become the Lord and leader of your life. Jesus planted himself so that you can become fruitful. Today, I want you to plant yourself so that you can receive what God has for you. I wanna pray for you. If that's you, and you wanna receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want you to put a one in the comment section, no matter which platform you're on with us today. Put a one in the comment section. Our hosts are gonna connect with you. I wanna pray for you right now. If that is you, I want you to repeat these words after me. Father, I need you. I'm nothing without you. Lord, I realize now that you were planted and buried so that I may sprout. Father, come into my life as my Lord and my Savior. God, I believe. Restore me, renew me, make me new. We thank you, Father. I receive you now in Jesus' name hey family thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this message we pray that it was a blessing to you if you have any questions comments testimonies or prayer requests we would love to hear from you send us a message to the detox movement on all social platforms and be sure to get your official detox brand merch at the detox and above all things family remember that you are loved you are blessed you are beautiful And most importantly, you are detoxified by God's amazing grace. And until next week, family, God bless you.